Wagwan. Waiting in apple. Waiting in a shop. Eh? E? Am I not to be named, man? Eh? Come and see. Big body. Fine boy. Eh? Uh-huh. No pimple. Come and see. When I walk through, the girl say, Hey, who? Who is that sweet boy? Boy, hell no. <laughs> no, Jody, I say back again with another episode. Yours truly coming back once again, tapping in. Thank you so much for being back again with me. What is this? Episode 19? Who's 19? Joey Vado. Spit it out. Joey Vado. Baseball. You know what time I'm I'm full range. Who else? Johnny Unitas. Old school. Y'all didn't know I had that in me. Hey, you talking about? I need, I need a brother, though. I need a diverse. Hold on. Tag again? Come on, man. That's full circle, dog. 19th, 19th episode of the Mind Bully Podcast. What's good? How y'all been? One month done already? Are you good? Huh? It feel like it's December 2022. Yeah, it doesn't. It actually doesn't. It actually feels like February. It feels like it's supposed to feel, but... I'm so excited to start this new year off, kick this thing off right with you listening to another episode. If you're new, I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy person. I just have a lot of energy, passion. What's another descriptive word to to say that I'm excited? I'm amped. I'm geeked. I'm just a, you know, a happy guy living his life and pouring his life out on this podcast. So thank you so much. If you're new here, please do me one favor. Newbies, oldies, oldies, all that. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, me and my best friend for life, Tevin Orr, spoke on relationships and long distance relationships and how to cultivate and grow and build your relationships from the past and nurture them and bring them to the new you. So if that's something that interests you, that wets your palate, is that is that the same? It's definitely not the same. But if that's of interest, please actually, please stop this right now. And go listen to that. It would mean the world to me. Also, if you don't mind, leave a review, rate it. It does so much for this platform, for the podcast, for what we're building here. And it means a lot to me. So if you don't care about anything, hopefully you care about me. So <laughs> please do that. It'd be greatly appreciated. Let's get into this episode. I'm so amped, so geeked. You lot, you lot don't know what you got going on this episode, yeah? Like, you get me, like, that's a poor, piss poor accent. Just keep going. This episode means a lot, and here's why. The person that joins me on this episode, without even knowing it, was one of the main inspirations for me to start this podcast in the first place. This person is a passionate, growing, building, loving, energy-filled, hype, productive leader and somebody that I look forward to speaking with on this episode. I'm excited. I'm excited for real, though, because this person is a visionary. Somebody has a bold and big dream and is bold enough to call it out and speak it out and walk in it. And if you're around her and you see it, you're like, okay, this person gets it. She's confident and she's unwavering in who she is and what she wants to do with her life. This episode is about how to manifest your goals and visions through self-determination. Let's get it. If I paid the amount I pay now, if I lived in Dallas, I could live in a penthouse. Yeah. Like dead ass. But in New York, you can do that. Have you ever, have you thought of moving back? Nah, like I moved to New York for a reason. You learn a lot by yourself about yourself when you're away from people you grow up with every damn day. 
you know. A fact, a fact. And, and I literally, really... Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you you already, hold on. You already coming in hot. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me... Let me um turn on my uh my intro bag real fast. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> hey man, no nah, no, nah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this episode for this one reason. This lady joining me on the Mind Bully podcast today is somebody that is honestly somebody that I admire from afar. It's always those people like you're looking at them when you get on Instagram, when the times that I do, I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. I would like, it's always inspiring just the little stuff she does. And even when I see her in person, it's like, finally, there's a person on earth that matches like my energy. I don't even have to know her that well to know like, okay, she's on her shit. Like I am so honored to have Miss, Miss Erica May on the Mind Bully podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, what's good? What's good? How are you? Have Have you been? Have you been? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm just happy that I've been able to really, you know, like figure out this corporate world and make a name for myself. A little name, but like really try to navigate it. Um, so I'm good. You know, I can't complain. You know, things can always, everything has room for improvement, but I am happy where I'm at right now. You're happy where you're at. Um, I remember the last time I spoke with you. It's actually crazy. We were in like this club in a, in yep. a section, just sitting there and just talking about life and moves and just different opportunities you had and like the thoughts that I have. And we're just having this conversation. And meanwhile, there's people partying, drinking around us. And I'm really engaged. Like, hold on. There's somebody in this life with the same mindset, if not a different mindset that I connect with that I love so much. That, that now nah, it just that that conversation kind of stuck with me, and I'm just I mean overjoyed to have you on the Mind Bully Podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be a part of your like journey. Your creative juices are flowing. Like you're doing something big with this. So I'm excited for you and happy you chose me to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those that don't know, Miss Erica, she's she already announced that she's in New York. She's a project manager for M Broker former collegiate athlete at Texas State, and now she's doing big things. I guess my first question for you is, because for me, the what I like and to provide context for just the listener and people tuned in, and just for myself, it's always those foundational questions that takes me to the root of why somebody is the way they are and why they move the way they move. So take me back to Allen, Texas. What were what were the factors that made that person you were then into this person you are now? Um, I would say first, my parents worked their butts off to give me everything that like I've ever wanted. Um, and at first, like growing up, I thought I was like others in my community and I'm not at all. Like um, Alan is Alan, look it up, you see the demographics. You see everything that you're handed there. Um, and I was one of the lucky few, lucky ones at being at a big 5A school that I was able to get a scholarship, even though I played summer ball too, but like that matters just as much as you know. Um, and like what kept me going is just like my parents, like just pouring everything into me. And also I have bigger than life dreams. Like I'm barely a scratch the surface. Like I want to do a lot of stuff. Like I have a book 
of things I want to do. I've done like one of them. I need to do like five more of them and like I can be peacefully like rested, I think. Um, and another thing too, like, I guess I would say this because I feel like everyone doesn't notice, like you see your parents like bust their ass for you every day and like try to give you the best life. But then as you get old and you think everything's fine and dandy and then you get older and you're like, they're humans too and they're just trying to figure it out and they figure it out good enough for me to start my life. Like now it's time to really like turn up a notch since I have this foundation, like let me do what they couldn't do and I can just pay it forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what keeps me going. Yeah, it's something to be said of of when you know that that strong foundation you have at home, they're... You, you idolize them growing up like they can do no wrong, but then you're like, okay, they're human. And how can I build on the traits that they've already instilled inside of me? It's, it's always, again, coming back from your childhood. Fast forward, a student athlete, you go from a dual sport athlete in, in high school, two-time defensive MVP, high jumper, <laughs> into into college and playing at Texas State where you literally had a 4.0 at one point. How was that juggling the 4.0, <laughs> the basketball, as, as you know, it's a lot that that entails, but just maintaining your academics in that time, how hard was that? And, and what do you also attribute that to? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I started off rocky freshman sophomore year like I was in study hours or study hall as you know how that goes and like as you get better grades you're allowed to not go to study hours study hall hours so I was in that from the jump for a minute like it was like not a good time um and I also like no like no shade to people who have learning disabilities I think I might have one to a certain extent but like it's undiagnosed because I made it this far but like I'm the type of person that I'm 100% visual and I have to see everything at least three different times to really understand like how everything works and just to do it correctly, if that makes sense. So like I didn't start off the easiest way at all. Um, yeah. And it took me a lot of studying and working hard to understand like you have to really stay on your toes with this stuff. Like, But there's organized. something to be said. Sorry, there's something to be said about that, right? Like you went from study hall hours to 4.0, 4.0 dual sport to to reach a new heights to change into now you're a project manager, that 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 journey. Can you t- talk about some of that like the level of optimism that you must have to say, okay, like you said, you've barely even scratched the surface on what you want to do. Where does that level of optimism come from when you reflect on your journey how important has that been in miss erica may's development um how do i put it like you have this one life to live if that makes sense like you can't go you like i think about it like this this one keeps me going like that's really reverse it a little bit four years straight you were playing college basketball you were busting your butt getting great grades. You you have to sit in the front front first two rows, like rows you have you understand how that goes. So I feel like me having that and like I always think I did 4 years of college basketball. I can do anything for a year. Like legit anything. 
So that's how I break down my goals um, personally for me. Like I, at one point, I, you would have thought we were a track team the way we were running. Like it was not basketball. Like yeah. we were like a cross country team running so much. And like there was days where I'm like, dude, like we're conditioning for 75 minutes straight. Like seriously, I can't make this up. You can ask my teammates. And like I go back to those times whenever I'm like in a really tough mental space and I'm like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Like I did that for four years. The sky's the limit. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. That goes for like, you know, some of my things I do on the side, like I'm going to do it no matter what. Cause in the day, at least I tried it. And if I can say I tried it and I did succeed and I gave my all, then it is what it is. If that makes sense. No, it does. It's, it's something that a lot of people don't have though. It's the idea that there's a way this is going to work. And if there's not a way, there's another way, like it, it depends on how much work I'm going to have to put in, but I'm going to make a way for my dreams or my goals to actually happen. It's just, it's just crazy though. I feel like that's such a rare trait. And even, even so like you're kind of in my estimation, like you're downplaying, like how you were able to just switch from basketball to this corporate life. That's freaking hard that you have to be on your P's and Q's always like to a T it's just, I don't know what. There was an in between moment. Yeah, so we can go back to we had a really awesome booster at our school that has this crazy business in Philadelphia that's amazing. He allowed me to get an internship that led me to go to the East Coast from uh, Dallas to Philly. And I never had touched the East Coast before. You know, like people in Texas, we touched Mexico and like we just stayed down south. We're not really like yeah. going to all these places. Yeah. So. I was able to go to Philadelphia and just really explore and just see like another world that I wasn't used to thanks to him. And I learned a lot about myself. Like I'm not, I was like, I think the first month I was a horrible intern, like not in the fact like that I couldn't do the work. It was more, it was like, I'm just, I didn't know what was for me and what wasn't. So like, it was a learning process for me to see what I want to do what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. So that's what I had to like really like break down. And I think that's what helped me. And I always bounce ideas off his head. And he used to always tell me like, you're going to be just fine when you figure out exactly what you want to do. The sky's the limit. So I've been like very hopeful and like knowing that that's going to be, I'm going yeah. to be okay. No, that's lit. You're going to be okay. I feel like he saw something in you. It's, again, it's, for me, I have those people in my life where I might meet a person once or twice, but I know like from their character, who they are, just the the vibe and like the aura they give off. Like, OK, I'm not worried about this person. Like she's going to yeah. be fine. Like she's like I can tell by the, the time I I spoke with you that I'm like, OK, like she's going to be something. And I'm not even trying to toot my own horn, but it's it's something in me. It's like I believe like it may not come to fruition right now, but I know I'm going to be something later in life. I don't know. I just see that in you that maybe it just comes from like your character and the discipline you have to kind of switch and the ambiguity of everything that you're doing to stay positive and to remain at the, at the high level that you do. That's, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I love that about you personally. Um, Thank you. Again, I, I have to admit like, there's days where it's like, no, I cannot do this anymore. Like for real, like I'm done. But I always tell myself, thank God I have two parents that live in a 
perfectly fine area that I can go back to or whatever. If all else fails, pack my bags and go back home. Yeah. And then we just refigure it out all over again. And my mom yeah. has always told me, if you don't, if things don't work out, pack your bags and come back home. And fun fact, not really people know this, maybe like five people. I moved to New York a few years ago. I forget what year. My best friend Mackenzie knows. I thought I was going to move in and figure it out. I packed my all my stuff, like everything. Uh, and then it was an epic fail. I lasted five days. So I'm going home. Wait, really? Yeah. Um, I literally went home. Uh, I was what year was this? Had to have been 2019. It was and 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019. The same type of situation? I didn't have a job yet. Like, I, my internship just ended. Well, that internship was a job, too, so it transformed into a job. But it did it. Um, I was like, okay, I can take on New York now. I went home, recouped, like, sold my car the whole nine. Yeah. I was like, I got this. I'm going to go out there. And, like, I swear to God, I went to the Bronx Target to go pick up like some stuff for my apartment yeah that i was subleasing and i was like yeah it was like people screaming hollering i was like i'm not ready for this went home Wait. no keep yeah. going walk me through oh, yeah. that moment that because yeah how did that happen keep going uh i was just like i can't do this it was too much i was overwhelmed i was like i'm being naive and like silly right now like let's retrace I went back to the apartment. I called um, Ashton, who's my boyfriend. I was like, I don't think I made the right decision. My gut is telling me like, this is not it. And the apartment was nice. I was at too. It wasn't like, but it wasn't like the apartment now, but it was just, it was fine. And you know how New York apartments are. It can be like real shifty. So I was sitting there and I was like, I got to go back home. And I, I had only bought a one-way ticket. Like, and so then I sat there and I was like, you know, I, I'm going to stay for like 10 days. I said for 10 days, I felt the same that I felt on day two, day 10, packed my bags, came back home. My parents literally said, I can tell in your face you weren't ready. When I turned around and said bye to them in the airport and they, you know, you gotta let your kids make their own decision. Yeah. And um, I came back home and just had like a moment where I had like maybe six months to myself, like going to therapy and see what, what really mattered in this life. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that is crazy. Like I you see people when like people like you when you see them. I probably met you in that time. You would never you would never know. You would never yeah. know because because and just people, the light and the Yeah, and people reach out to my mom and tell her things and my dad about me. And I'm always like, no, nah, I paid my dues. I'm done paying my dues too. Like I paid my dues. And had my fair share of doing stuff I did not want to do. Like, it was like a time period where, like, I went back home. I was like, granted, like, I didn't need to work, but I need to keep myself stimulated. I worked at this lifetime in my hometown. I had people come up to me like, oh, my gosh, like, why are you working here? You graduated college. And I'm like, it's like, it's like almost like on Game of Thrones. It's like, shame, shame, shame. Like, that's how it felt. And it's like. I like you know life is not easy like why do you say that stuff to me like I'm like really I'm bugging now like you've got me freaking out because I'm like damn I'm trying to figure this life stuff out and get situated 
and now I'm working at Lifetime and like just paying my dues just to take my time to figure this out. So I'm sitting there and like I have like people in the front like, oh, you play at Texas State, you play basketball. I remember seeing you at Allen, yada, yada. It's like, dog, like I don't need to hear that right now. So like I was home doing that. And then one day I was like, I can't do this no more. So I went home and just like chilled out for a second. And then I got a new job (laughs) and life went on and I moved to New York. That you said a lot just then. It's and it's it's crazy. Sometimes people forget that other people are people and they're going through things as well. And they say things that, oh, it, it's a one off comment, but it, it builds and it builds and it can crush and kind of compound on the person that they're saying it to that it leaves a, a negative kind of impact. The next question, I guess, for that is how did you you get out of that? I know you, you said you had six months to yourself and you kind of had a new job, but Walk me through kind of your thoughts, but like behind the curtain, if you peel back the, the the initial thoughts that you had when you had those six months to yourself, what was the negative voices saying to you in those moments? Um, I felt like I wasn't good enough, but at the same time, it was like you had a devil and your angel on your shoulder, but like. The devil was society. And then there was like me. I believed in myself. Like I knew I was going to be fine because I don't ever think I truly believe like I'm not trying to sound cocky. I think I do anything in this world. If I want to, I can make it happen. Like I don't care in my friends. Like I've had my friends in the past growing up, like just take your time on things like, nah, like, bro, I got this. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, I took myself in bed at night. Like I'm yeah, good. Facts. Yeah. So it's just like that the society, when they want you to do like certain things, like, oh, why, did, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you done that? And it's like, I, I'm good. So that's what I was facing. It was like, I was fighting, fighting for my life against everyone. It's like, I got this. Just give me a second and I will be fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess when, when you say that I resonate with that so much, and I know people listening will resonate with you have an innate ability to know yourself more so than anybody else. So y'all can say what y'all want. I'm going to pull through this, but it always takes kind of a practice and, and like intention to get over that hump. I guess what I really wanted to know is what kind of intention other than space, like, did you have any practices? I know you said you went to therapy. Was there something that you did on a daily that kind of helped you get over that hump? I'm not going to lie. I spent a lot of time, excuse my French, bitching and complaining to my parents. Like, I was a negative person. I was depressed. Um, and that I wasn't even a negative person. Let me just scream. I don't think I'm negative. I just think I keep it a buck. And some stuff is not optimistic as everyone <laughs> wants it to be, yeah. especially people that look like us. Yeah, Life is not peaches and creams. And then I just had to really, like, write down my ideas and tell myself, like, you're going to do all of this. You're going to be okay. And on top of that, I was like talking back and forth to my parents so much. And I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, we're going to be good. So yeah. it was just like that type of vibe. Um, yeah. That's yeah. dope. Write down write down your ideas to, to switch gears, kind of. A year ago this month, you started one of those ideas at Erica Eats underscore. Could you walk me through everything that led you to that moment when you first hit that record button and, and posted on Erica Eats. Yeah. Um, my 
My friend Tyler, so um, while I was figuring out life, I stayed in Dallas, got a cool job at an ad agency. Um, one of my friends I met there, his name was Tyler Dozier. I was like, Hey, he's yeah. dope. Sorry. He is dope. I, I, I've looked at it. He is dope. He's dope. Yeah. Where keep going. Yeah. So I met Tyler. I was like, Tyler, I have this idea. I love food. Like I'm very specific. I write Yelp reviews. Uh, my, <laughs> I love food. Yeah. Like I have every, I think I have everything down to a science when it comes to food. And I was like, I'm just going to start posting my own food. I'm sure people will like it because I just think I'm good at making food. So I was like, Tyler, I have an idea. I ran it by him. And he had some more growing to do. We were both in that weird area in life where we're like, let's just do it together. So we just filmed and like whipped it up and just saw what worked and what didn't. Like I posted a bloopers clip the other day. Um, like you see all of our mess ups. We failed, like, oh, we should have fixed that. We just apply it to the next video. And like, we've gotten way better, like much better. Like as time goes on, we're getting more clean and we're both growing. Hell yeah. Now, nah, you guys, oh my, you guys are, even from day one, to be honest, when I saw it, I said, oh yeah, she got something good. It, it, it's the vibe, you know, you got some shit for y'all ladies, the aesthetic, the vibe, but for the, like us, it's like, I see something fresh that inspires, that encourages. It's like, for me, watching something like that, it's just food. Even I'm a vegan, so I shouldn't like meat and cutlets and different stuff, but yeah. watching something like that, Knowing that, hey, Norris, have you tapped into your creative bag? Like, have you like the ideas that you have in your head and your heart? Have you like brought that to fruition in this way? Like that inspires me every time. You don't even have to be saying anything, but just every time I see your post is so encouraging. Just watching someone step into, you know, their calling and helping other people. That's something that I don't mean I just love. What were you feeling after the first, because I know I had my troubles, but the first time you finished, how did you feel after like exactly like your first episode or your first post? I was like, wow, we really just did that. And the moment I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Like I had another Instagram page too, where I just post pictures. I used to be obsessed with film cameras. Yeah, and I would post pictures of my friends to call like the account. I think it's like called Friends on Film. I haven't posted in so long, but I was done with it. I got I gained like almost seventy five followers. I was done with that after a few months. I was like, I'm done. I don't use the account anymore. It's like yeah. I'm really quickly. If I, I'm done with it, I gave it my all. That was fun. Tap into your hobbies. Try things new. So I was like, okay, let me do it again for my cooking page. But let me get really serious about it because I do actually care about this. Like film pictures was a hobby, but like this was like real life. Because at the end of the day, like I can see myself. Like I watch. Um, I'm a TV obsessed person. Like TV is the most important thing. I don't care for me. I love music, but like let's watch some TV. <laughs> I'm watching me celebrities just because they have a platform. Get a TV cooking show and they can't cook, but it's funny because they have their platform. It's like, well, damn, if I can make get a following. You know what can happen, and I actually care about this. I care about food so much, so it's like, yeah, let it ride. No, I, I love. No, I'm not even gassed. I love it so much. Like, even for my platform and the things that I want to do for this <laughs> Mind Bully podcast, and what I, I'm like, I, okay, I'm peeping game. Like, I steal game for sure. I steal. Okay, the way she does it. Okay, how do I incorporate that into what I do? I don't know. That I feel like that's so cool. Uh, there's something that you said, remember with whatever you do, whether it's cooking, 
creating content or anything else you're passionate about. Just have fun. Yeah. Take me to that time where you realize fun was a missing component in your life because I feel I everybody reads those Tumblr quotes posts, you know, you yeah. say random stuff that you feel like it's fluff, but some days it hits more than others. Like what was that time that, you know, fun was missing out of Erica's life? Um, fun was missing in the year of 2019. That's when that I was same like, time. I was like not having a good time. And then also like, um, there was so much stuff I wanted to do during my four years in college that I get, didn't get to do. And I'm like, like what? Like what? Like just random things like the spring break trips, you know, the random things that people got to do. Regular college students. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Ooh, and there yeah. was so many fun things I wanted to do. And I'm like, as soon as I graduate, I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do. Like, I don't care. If y'all <laughs> haven't lived my life, I don't care if you think I'm doing too, being too overly ambitious the sky's the limit to me. Like you can't stop me. Beat me there. Hell, if it's so, if it doesn't make that much sense to you, it beat me there. Yeah. So, like I was like, I'm not having fun. And then I went through that rough patch in 2019. Like at one, I was like being like a little like, I guess it would be annoying to everyone. Like I got dumped. A bunch of stuff just happened in a row, and I was like, Am I the catalyst to all these issues? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like. And I was like, I'm going to chill out for six months and I'm going to be back on my bully. And I did. And it's like all working out. Like, and I figure out what I do like doing and what I don't anymore. Like I'm done with certain things. Yeah. Some things I'm not going to give life anymore. But now it's like, if something I want to do, I'm going to have fun with it. At the end of the day, like you have to be kind of selfish. Um, if you, You're not going to finish anything you want to do in this life if you're not selfish. So... Like that's how the fun has started happening again. Cause I've been mad selfish, like really selfish. You say you're mad selfish and really selfish, but anyone that knows this girl, that is not even a word that comes up, but I know exactly what she means. Um, it's, it's obviously you're, you're putting yourself first and you're putting your fr- first foot forward and kind of crafting your life um, through fun. The next question I would ask though, is as a project manager, currently in this day can you tell me how you kind of incorporate that focused fun to drive the vision of your team like how do you incorporate that knowing that that's what it should be at the core of what you're doing yeah um I guess you can say as far as my meetings go I try to start off with all of them like personable and I'm like when you, uh, people get to know me more, like, I don't really care for like the small talk. Um, I really don't care to know all about your life. <laughs> Unfortunately, we all live a life and it's sometimes not peaches and cream. Yeah. So like I try to start off the call and saying like, if they tell me something, I'll write it down in my notebook and say, oh, Kelsey, I'll give Kelsey for an example. Kelsey said she was seeing her nieces and nephews last weekend. So I write it down in my journal and I'm like, First, like the first thing to write with Kelsey's meeting is ask about her niece and nephew, that's and like okay. things like that. Because like, I do care. Like that's like that's not the thing, but like it has to be genuine and like, um, meaningful. Like, because I could sniff that out in a second. Like, I don't like that. And so like, 
that's not even, I have some meetings with people I just go right into business because like I know both of like, it might, we don't have that personal relationship and that's okay. You don't need to be kumbaya with everybody. The day it's just, it's working. Um, I care about you, but like, let's get the job done. Yeah. So that's how I start with my meetings and like, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and just like really let them know like, hey, um, like if you don't finish something, let me know and I can help you finish it. And that's one thing I think basketball has taught me, especially being, you know, been on a team, you have 15 people that get a full ride scholarship that are all on the active roster. And then you might have some walk-ons, but like most times just saw 15 of y'all. And if you really look at it, you cannot, you cannot yell at each teammate the same way. You couldn't talk to each teammate the same way. Like I could like, tell one of my teammates, bro, stop your bitching and complaining or something. And one would yeah. be reactive with that and be fine with that. Another one was shut down. And that same thing applies to you and your corporate life. Like everyone is one of my, like everyone in my corporate life mimics one of my teammates right now. Like I can talk to them like kind of hard and be a tough ass with them. And then I can talk to them. I need to be softer and more gentle and maybe ask them, how can I help you compete that like complete this goal? In my head, I'm screaming like, ah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Like, that is, even in my small corporate experience of what, like six to seven months, everything you said is like, yes, yes, yes. It's like, yeah, you have, you want to have this focused, fun approach for your vision, but leadership and serving and being a solving, solving people's problems connected to that focused vision that you have at the end of the day is fun. So to get to that level, you have to make sure everybody's in line on that same vision as you are. And it's so funny that you said, even like talking to some people, that's something that personally I'm dealing with because I told like people at my job, I'm like, literally like, I'm not a fluff. I don't know how to do this corporate. Like, yeah. I'm like Let's like, get to it. If something makes yeah. you mad, speak up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to, uh, this talk track high level. Shut, shut that shit up. I don't, I hate that so much. So how was your transition? That This is just a one-off question, but yeah. how long did it take you to get to that? Like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be me in this job. I, I still working on it. Let me be Yeah. Um, <laughs> I now, if I just don't agree or just don't really care to chime in, I just mute my microphone. That's a perk of working from home. And I just wait to get all the information that I need and move on. But there's like some, I know there's sometimes you need to have all that jazz to smooth people. But like the people I work with and the people I've been working with, I've been lucky enough to not have to do that. I don't believe in that smooth talk. Like that's nonsense. But also I didn't grow up with a parents that were all in your ears saying like, um, what can I do to help you? Like what do you need? You know, I don't know if that I'm taking it in shorthand, but like I have a friend I just went on my trip with. She um is very like a how are you person. Like I'm good at saying what's up. <laughs> but that but that's what I'm saying. I'm such a what's good like what's happening with y'all boy. Like I I don't know if I can even do that. I'm just like I feel like that makes it easier for you. What's up? Because some of them are like what's uh high level. Th- I hate the way they talk. I uh, I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, it's a transition that a lot of people make whenever, obviously, if they're listening, whenever you make a a transition to a different field, um, it it can be tough from even the words that you say to how you you act and and talk with people. 
Sorry, this is like a one-off. I think it would be beneficial, though. Like, you know how you see those like bogus career fairs in college? Yeah, facts. Like, like let's stop. We should. I feel like our coaches. I'm like doing it with my old boss. We're going back to my um, alum. I guess alma mater, and Come I'm on. like talking to a few people with him. But like, I feel like coaches. Wait, T State. Yeah. They they too busy on the river. Yeah, I just, I feel like boss, like your coach or someone needs to bring in people who played sports to come and talk to you and be like real. Because yeah. I feel like people, I, I work with some people who play sports and we just get each other off rip. We're like, stop the small talk. Like, let's get to it. You know, I agree. I totally agree. But there's a caveat because mm-hmm. it has to be like incorporated in the schedule to where it's like, I actually have time to breathe because think about you. Would you have went to those times if they say, okay, um, after you worked out practice, we done ran the whole practice. I'm not a track team. Okay. Now we had this little career fair where former athletes, I'm like, man, hell no. I'm going to the crib to watch movies and cook. Like, no, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that hundred percent, but I do believe that not for the freshmen through juniors, I do believe for the seniors, if they were doing something casual, not the career person you dress up, casual talk, like we could have went to dinner, you had team dinners, They we could the seniors could have went off to dinners themselves and ate with that one person, just like had really like, if you want to like, really want to do it, just like casual locker room talk, we could have made it like that in that sequence. Yeah. Because like, I view all my conversations with my coworkers now as a huddle. Let's get to A and B. Like in huddles, you had 30 seconds, maybe less to say what you need to say. Yeah. And then you can hang out after the fact. Hey, so no, like, that's how I that. view all of my, like, my corporation talk. It's a huddle. And I wish that, like, I would have learned how to do that from the jump. And I feel like if someone was there to have these little huddles with me, like, after practice during dinner and just talk about real world stuff, it would be better because I didn't, my parents did not go the corporate route. They're entrepreneurs. Yeah, I have no one to talk to about that. So, yeah, ah, for me, like I'm ADD. I'm all over the place. I outburst. Like even with the podcast, it's forcing me to be like more organized. Yeah, but that just helped me a lot. That little huddle. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. That's that's cool that you found like a way to kind of break it down, and, and you're seeing like obviously it's not easy, but a flow of you know you're you're gaining momentum and gaining confidence and in that job um what what is the difference for you right between success and fulfillment like what does success and fulfillment look like to to you wow i was just talking to my boyfriend about this last night okay success this sounds like a textbook answer my worst fear is having the golden handcuffs if you know what those are i can break it down but explain yeah Pretty much the golden handcuffs is you have to continue to work to keep up the lifestyle you have. Mm. And like my lifestyle for myself, I want to be able to go on a luxurious vacation at least twice a year. And then like I want to have a vacation where I just travel too, just to see something cool. Like vacations, yeah. relaxing, traveling is like exploring. Yeah. And, like, I think that's why, like, I wanted to try out New York, too, because if I can do all of that, I'm good for life. But that's my worst fear. That's, I mean, that's my worst fear, but, like, that determines success for me. If I can break out of the golden handcuffs. Um, mm. 
and fulfillment is me breaking out the golden handcuffs, but they're going in a hand to me. Um, fulfillment's all the, at the end of the day, it's happiness. Yeah. But I'm going to just be real right now. Happiness is not pay the bills. Sorry about it. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't for a lot of us. Um, nepotism does not really exist in our community. Family business are not just handed down the line like that. Um, so I'm willing to put in the work. At the end of the day, I just do not want the golden handcuffs. So that would be success. And then in my fulfillment, I guess you would say. Yeah, you're yeah, you're super driven. <laughs> like listening to you, I'm not kidding. It sounds like a version of me kind of because I'm so super locked in. But knowing you, it's like you also have the duality of being someone that has hella fun vibes, going out, traveling, doing different things, which is which is cool. I mean, yeah, like success for me is just getting what you want. I feel like like you you spoke to kind of the golden handcuffs, maybe representing kind of the monetary value to that that gold. Like you can reach that. Um, but fulfillment for me would be just living what you're made for. Like you're made for being this person that can do whatever. You just have the the opportunities to do that. You have the funds, but you're having fun and the joy with the people that you love going wherever you love. That's yeah. That's what and my mom always says. Um, everyone has their calling. So like, I think that. I haven't figured out my calling yet, but like at the end of the day, like she always says, God will give you your calling and force you to do so with mm. the calling. Yeah. And she's figured out her calling. That's her own business. She's figured out her, her calling. Like <laughs> I wonder what my calling is for other people. I know I'm really good at like helping people like me and Tyler, like we help each other a lot, but like, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this. I just help him navigate is new world I feel like so maybe that's my calling I don't know but like God put you on this earth for a reason mm-hmm. and honestly even if you don't believe in God because I know some people don't whatever you believe in you're calling you at the end of the day you're put on this world for a reason yeah to make an impact on someone or do something so I don't know what my calling is my mom has figured out hers but like maybe God will place that on me and then that will be my fulfillment we just never know yeah like it's and there's only so much things you can do, right? It's it's letting God handle the rest, but you do what's next until you discover. And for anybody listening, you're listening to a girl that is so quick to do what's next. She doesn't care. Like, she, okay, I'll go, I'll go here. I'll do this. I'll do this because I believe in myself so much that I'm searching everything that I do, the next step, the next step in that self-discovery. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like your behavior is way ahead of your success. And it is. I tell myself exactly. that every day. In my journal, I write, I wrote down the five things I want to do. I've done one of them. And I add the end, you're going to hit all of this. And no one's going to knock you off your pivot. Like right now, a little bit more. This is how driven I am to do what I want to do. My boyfriend has a perfectly set up life, lives in a, a house. And I chose to come to New York and be long distance yeah because like i always tell him i sound crazy but like i want to be able to say i did this and then like maybe my kids or someone i'm talking to they're like i want to move to new york okay let me help you like just be, you know like that makes sense yeah. like, i want to be yeah. able to be on the ball about stuff and say i did it so i can help 
the people in my like future family, like so they're not confused. Like right now, my wait, do you, wait, sorry. Do you mind oh, sharing? Do you mind sharing your five your five goals or some of them or even? I'll share one of them. Like okay. one of them is working at Google. Um, I've been dreaming about that for a long time. Um, I got this close over Christmas break, like this close. I made it to my fourth interview out of six. Come on. Um, and when she, I got the call, my recruiter said I didn't get it. I wasn't sad. I was like, hey, now I know what to do next. Back to the drawing board. I'm going to apply again in eight months. So that's one of them that I want to do. And then uh, another one is like really like about my Erica Eats. Like I wanted to get on a platform where a producer picks me up to either A, bring me on the show or let me start my own show. Yeah. And I have like three more personable ones, but those two are like I'm vocal about. Like people know that if you know me, you know that's the end goal for me. It's happening. I just don't. Yeah. I know it is. So. Damn, there was something you were about to say that well, I had another question. What were you saying before that? Ah, um, nah, Erica, that's dope because uh, I'm lighting up over here because it's like I feel the same way. You have you oh the family off. thing, the family thing. Yeah, tell me more about it. So, I mean, if you look at people in Texas, most of their parents either grew up there, live there, they're comfortable, they're starting their life there with their new family. My parents are from Chicago and my mom is from California. They somehow met in Dallas. And my parents always told me, you need to go see the world. Like I said, you can come back if you need to. So like, that's why like, I want to make sure I do everything I want to do before I just go sit down and like start my life with Ash. Like I want to not touch all bases. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I want to do, but I feel like you're only 20 something for so long. You got 10 years of 20s. Yes. Do everything you can. And then plus, like, I feel like this is so beneficial. Like now, like I just help one of my like family members like navigate New York. It's not easy. People think you just come in here and get an apartment like you do in Dallas. No, it's actually hell on earth. So it's for an apartment. And like now I've been through it and I can help the next person. And like now I've survived the I've survived what, seven months here now? I'm Gucci. I can do it. I can do anything. I feel like for real. Do you think? Do you think any of your close friends or the people that know you are like Erica is crazy? Like she's intentionally putting herself in uncomfortable situations for these goals that's in her head. Like they don't see the goals that you have inside of you, but they're like, she's in a great position. Why does she keep going, going, going? Do you ever find that you're? Your your peers around you are like, okay, what is she doing? Do you do you get that a lot or? Yeah, I do. Um, I think I got like, three friends that are like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I have one of my friends like I when I told Ashton, he was like, um, because first I was like, let me just do one year, and I was like, hey, let me get two years in New York, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, come to my house, hurry up and move in, yeah, yeah, and. But he's starting to understand, like, these lessons need to be learned. Like, hell, I went over my budget last December. I mean, this December. This month is going to be a chill month. No more, <laughs> none of these antics. You got to yeah. relax. These little things I'm learning, if I didn't move, I wouldn't know that at all. Like, I, this is my first apartment alone since college that I've had to pay rent and bills on every single time. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just like, this is on me. I don't have mommy and daddy. People may think that, but I do not have mommy and daddy, but I spent all my money. I miss rent. No. <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. Like, they help yeah. out if they can, but it's like, it's not, we're grown. So. I think there's, I mean, there's something to be said about someone that, not even a, like a reality check, but you're stepping out intensely to do something on your own. You're away from your parents, you're away from your friends, and you're stepping into this new job, but you still want to serve others. Mainly, like you said, so many other people are like, serve me, mommy, I'm going back home, like money, I need it, I need it. But you're still trying to intentionally put yourself in hard situations so you can get the learnings to say, okay, I could... I could teach them. I could teach the next generation. I could put that forward. Okay, how can I go back to my school and, and provide a program? I think that's, that's, I don't know, man. It's so awesome because I have so many aspirations myself that are to a lot of people larger than life. But to me, it's just like, well, it's just the next thing I'm going to do. <laughs> it's just, yeah. how do I? It's, it's happening. Like you can't, and then also my mom has always told me this, but now I tell people you can't be half pregnant. Either do it all the way or it's not happening. Like, That's a bar. Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Even for the men listening to this, you can't be half pregnant. That hit me. You though. really can't. You have to, it's either you fully going to be in it or you're not. You got to pick. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I try to, like, if I do something, I'm going to give it my all. Um, some days it doesn't work out. Like, there's so many archive videos me and Tyler have, for example, with my creative juices that I'm like, we're not posting this. He'll text me and be like, um, Ryan Wait, no way. No way? Yeah. So you have so many videos you haven't posted, archive. Yeah, I have about like seven that are just not cutting the tea to be posted. Like they're not giving what they need to give. I don't like but, where the food came out or something, so I just... But wait, 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 wait. Do you think that's the right approach? Because even me, right? I my one of my insecurities is even this. I know this episode's going well. I like the episode. I think like one like I have three pages of papers on Erica. Another page of paper on Erica. Another thing on Erica. But, but it's like, am I asking the right questions? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing it? Am I so I have all these insecurities, but it's like it's never a perfect project is never a perfect episode and then put it out you never know who you're gonna touch with that like you're probably the worst post that you think that you've posted maybe one of my favorite like you never know who you're touching that's true but like i told tyler i tell him all the time we build a standard for something if it's not up to that even that close to standard then it doesn't need to go we're tossing it we rebuild and maybe i'll like have him cut edits up and i'll just post like little videos here and there about it but it needs to be up to the standard that I want it to be. And then like, I also think if I cook something, am I going to eat this shit again? And if it's a no, it's not going up. So, Are you a perfectionist? No, not at all. Like I am the worst typer. I have typos in all of my like texts. Like that yeah. doesn't matter to me. It just didn't stay on the vision. But like for your questions thing, like you're at, you're, an, you're asking the correct questions. I think you're doing just fine. And like, you just have to figure out what your flow is. Everyone does. Like you have to figure out what works for you and what keeps people moving and the conversation going. So that's what business too. You have to figure out what works for your business so you can keep it moving upward and scale it. Yeah. You just, I just, you know, I just never know with episodes, right? Like, but also not to cut you off. Sorry. Um, 
Tyler, I tell him this, like he texted me last week. We posted these insane clips that we took of making like single serve cookies. And he was like, it didn't get that many likes. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah, facts. I don't, I said, who cares? We we did that. We did it yeah. together. It's up on the website. I mean, on the Instagram, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter. If you really think about it, I learned a lot from my friend Dion. She has a clothing line, T by Dion. You'd be surprised how many people do not interact with her stuff, but the people who buy her clothes. Really? Like, yes. It's And I've learned a lot from her as far as her clothing line. But she's a person who's built her business brick by brick and, like, really just went out there and did her thing. Like, her story's insane, like, incredible. She built her business from scratch, didn't have any help, didn't have any people to help her, like, invest in her business and do that good stuff like everyone else has. And you never know who's buying, who's watching. Yeah. So many, like, people who have IG game that have the leverage to do whatever they need are looking at her stuff and they'll buy it underneath the person, another person's name, and pop out and wear it and then tag her. You just never know. SZA was just in her clothes, like, two weeks ago. That's dope. That's dope. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just got to, it doesn't matter about the likes, how many followers you have. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, oh, my God. I'm, Erica, you sound like me. I literally had a, con- I had a conversation with somebody on one of my last episodes. I was like, so many people are worried about likes, comments, how many they have. I look at the person or I look at the message behind what they're doing and they're serving people and that genuine, you know, kind of draw to their craft. That's what I look like. That's why I draw to your stuff. And because I'm like, okay, she's doing it in a way where you can tell she's intentionally trying to do something and tell a story and have a message. Even like you're saying, you're holding off like seven different posts because the quality isn't to the way that you want it. There's something about intentional people that makes them successful in the long run. It's just that, I don't know, that's so fire. I guess, do you ever ask yourself, like for me, like we're both kind of the same as we're we're so mm-hmm. certain in our identity and what we want to do. Do you ever ask yourself, is it is this shit worth it? Like you, you told me before we started, like I've had a tough week, like I'm coming back home, I'm dealing with nonsense around the house, like... Do you ever like from the job to leading to your everything that you're doing? Is it worth it? Because what if I just did something else? Do you ever ask yourself, is it worth it? And what is that relationship you have with your negative voice current day? Yeah. Um, I asked myself that about in November, I was like, is this cooking stuff worth it? Am I having fun still? And I stopped. I stopped cooking and I started posting all the food I was eating. Instead, I was just getting from restaurants. I was like, boom, boom, boom. And it's and I started posting pictures of my uh, tab just to see, show people like, I'm not spending a ridiculous amount of money. I'm just eating good and just seeking out the correct places. Um, and sorry, repeat your question one more time. What do you ever ask yourself? Is it all Negative. worth it? Like, what is yeah? What is the relationship you have with the negative voice in your head? Yeah, I definitely like I go back and forth with myself a lot about that, and what makes it worth it is when I have someone text me like, "Hey, I'm going to let's say restaurants today. Can what should I get? That makes mm. it worth it for my cooking, and then what makes it worth it for my corporate life." is that 
when I solve a problem for someone, like it was worth it because like scaling a business is no joke. You see these people, like I'm in a startup right now. It's one of my, it's my first startup, but like I've seen people like I've had two friends have the startup route. One ultimately failed. The startup is like done. It burned out. Another one's IPO'd. Mm-hmm. Their life changed. Facts. Huh? Facts. And, and like my bosses are very transparent about like if you if your company grows too fast, then extreme happens and your company can be done. It's a bubble and it pops. And so I'm learning now how to like work with my team members just to scale our company at the, a successful rate enough that we can figure stuff out and get things done little by little. And I have my negative voice in my head. It's like, why am I putting myself through a startup life? For what? Like, I could easily just join a typical corporate life that has matches your 401k and does like all this stuff for you. But you have like the negative voice in me will tell me like, you should just go do something else, go the easier route. But then myself standing there tells me, you're learning so much because my a startup, you have a small family. You're seeing everything. I'm seeing the sales team. I'm seeing the product team. I'm seeing the data analytics team. I'm seeing it all. And I'm talking to all these people who have walked all this life. What other person you know at 24 is going or 25 is going to be able to work with a team in Belgrade, Serbia? Like what? Like that's not possible. I wouldn't have been possible if I stayed at my old job. So it's just like little things like that. You're not getting like, you're not getting those, um, opportunities anymore oh my god erica i'm not even kidding this it's like you're i'm looking or listening to somebody that's just like me like for me when somebody asks me that if i was to ask myself the negative voice sometimes it's like people like saying negative things you can't do it you can my negative voice is like just chill today bro just just sit down just sit, like go out with them like go out have fun like my negative voice is just watch some Netflix instead of locking it like, ah, and hearing somebody else, it makes me feel like, thank you. I'm not crazy. There's people just like me because I work, work. I don't know that. Ah, that is, that's crazy. I feel like that's awesome to know that you're working for a greater purpose and you're working intentionally with, you know, a startup over a, a big, big tech company to, to scale up and to, you see the vision that you can, 10x over just making the next regular uh step in life to a corporate um this is probably well i'm I'm probably gonna leave this in but no i gotta i gotta ask more about that because that's lit i feel like my friends have had opportunities with startups and they always tell me bro uh, the startup is hit or miss is hit or miss like because i work for amazon and they're like uh, did you have opportunities with other i'm like yeah as soon as i got the amazon interview i was actually applying for hella and they i was interviewed like i i could have actually you know taken on different positions but they're like i mean amazon's great but you should have tried startup i i just never you know locked into it what do you have more like control of what you're doing I say this, if you're young, doing a startup, because when you get older, you're going to have all of the answers and any job's going to hire you off rip. That's how I feel. But you're going to be um, stressed. You are going to be stressed. Be stressed. <laughs> That's the problem. Like some days I'm like, oh, like, um, <laughs> I think that second week of January, I was crying in my room because I helped us 
get on a new like data or a new software that we're using. We went from mm-hmm. one software to another, but like a CRM I or no, it was uh like we went from Asana to Monday, mm. and I was like really involved. I was the main reason why we switched. Like I got together facts with one of my homeboys at the company, and I was like, "This is why we need to switch. Let's do it." And I was stressed because it's like we're migrating like a hundred plus people over to one software to another, mm. and there's people that are not as tech savvy as the next that are going to have to have all the questions, all their questions answered. And I was crying. I was like, "Oh my god!" But now I know how to do it next time. I wouldn't do some things this way and I wouldn't do some things that way, but now I know how to do it. And I had people in my corner to help me, like a commodity of people to keep on helping me push in my company. So yeah, that's That's, how I was able to do it. I don't know. That's awesome. Um, Another question I wanted to ask, just a one-off before I close. You're a, you part-time model now, new style Moday, Stepping runway, fashion week. How was that? Okay. How'd you get into that? I was literally walking in Soho and my um, hairstylist called me and was like, hey, the shoot I'm on is another model. Can you please come? Come on. Come on. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm just walking in with my friend. I left, walked, opened and closed the show and then went home. That's tough. What'd you wear? Some orange, I- orange outfit? No, it was a silver outfit, but it was weird being in that ex- that experience. Like I'm getting my nails done, and someone's pulling my hair while I'm getting my nails done, and someone's doing my makeup all at once. I've never. So, it was riveting. It was like ah. <laughs> That's cool. I feel like New York allows you to be in a lot of those rooms, like randomly. Is that yeah, like, what's your favorite part about it? About New York. Yeah. Um. Like I went to some like private, like hidden society club <laughs> not too long ago. Like insane. Like really? people in the room that I saw is like people I used to grow up watching on TV. Let's put it like that. And I'm like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You didn't into these doors. That's how it all works. You see these um all these places are connected. You look at um group and hospitality. Like, I was just in Miami, it's top of my mind. I, like, was looking on the Reddit thread about them, like, Googling things. And I'm like, all this started because of one person. They built a network, and that network started building a network. And they just all started helping each other out. Yep, yep, That's yep, how Goodman yep. Hospitality started. And, like, I just found it so cool because I posted a video. I posted, like, all these eats that I was eating at one of the Goodman Hospitality, like, this place called Poppy's Steak. And, like, the person who started Groomin' Hospitality that is named after, like, literally liked in heart and, like, all of, like, five of my pictures that I post on Erica Eats. Yeah. And I'm like, this is how it starts. Like, that was, that's what also keeps me going. You never know who's watching, like, at all. Yeah. So you just got to no. do what you want to do. Literally, relationships is currency. Relationships is the real currency. As many real, genuine relationships you act and meet and cultivate with people, you know, you never know who can change your life. I feel like God uses people to change people's life. It's not going to be, God, change my life. No, somebody's going to step in and be that wedge to be that person to, to change your life. Um, and that's why when some th- days I don't feel like going out in New York. I just go anyways because you don't know. Yeah. You don't. It's New York. You yeah. never know. 
you have this mindset of like you're always on like you're you're always on point but you add some fun you add some life to it too I feel like that's that's a trait that I don't have that you have I feel like if I'm locked in I'm locked in I can't have fun like I don't I just zone into one thing I feel like it's special when you can kind of appreciate, you know, life and okay, I can make my next connection here. Like you, you're strategic but about the way you move. Don't forget though, like uh, a few of my friends are coming over later this evening. Like I just met them. Now they're some of my closest friends. Like I just met them right when I moved to New York. We've been kicking it every weekend since. I had no, I only had two friends and I came out here and now I have like a solid group of girlfriends. That's cool. I've introduced them to this concept called boot camp season. Like, I'm so serious about it. I will post and continue. I'm not addicted to social media, so I can continue on my life. Some people aren't, though, are, like, aren't addicted. So they got to, like, really do social media. But I'm heavy on boot camp season. I've been saying it for, like, the last two years. Boot camp season to me is, like, a month, however long it takes where you need to go to get the deeds done. Like, I what go, does that look like, though? Like, what is your boot camp season is really strict. Like boot camp season is going on a walk every day. Get some type of exercise. Some days I don't exercise. I just go on a walk. That's one of them. Writing in your journal, getting your headspace right, telling yourself what you're going to do, remembering your goals, reading them to yourself. And like lastly, eating healthy and then being intentional with your moves, like down to like what you're looking at on social media. So like I'll go days where I'm, I just, I check Instagram, but what I really be on is Reddit. Cause there's a lot of people in bootcamp season with you. You have no clue. Mm. And like, I listen to this podcast called how I built this by guy Raz and every one of them like started off with this like season of their life of really buckling down. Nepotism did not exist for them. So you have no, you're going to get out the mud yourself and you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So Hell yeah. Like, season's I, very important. I, yeah, I feel like you're you're touching on something I kind of do. I'm actually in the in the midst of I'm well, I'm doing it while well, I'm fasting to where I'm seeking God's face. Like I, I, I obviously I've been journaling. I journal every day intentionally. And one of my goals for 2022 is to write at least a hundred words, like to creatively, you know, I see Erica eats. I'm like, I got to do something creative other than a podcast. So I try to creatively write every single day. Um, and fasting, I, it allows me to like intentionally step into like his presence, not eating, kind of staying off social media, um, to kind of gain myself to, to connect with my true identity. I feel like another thing is, Social media. Uh, I have a D-A-W-G day is what I like to call it. It's a day alone with God. And it's hard. Yeah, it's so hard because I play sports that I'm literally off of everything. I don't I don't get on the phone. I don't do anything. And I just kind of rest in his presence and rest in my thoughts. So that's kind of my version of the boot camp season that I feel like if you're listening, you should incorporate a boot camp, uh, a kind of intentional to yourself intentional lock-in moment to where you can, you know, step into that next version of yourself. To close this out, to close this out, I just want to ask you one question that I always ask all my guests. Yeah. What does overcoming your mind bully mean to you? Overcoming your mind bullying. Damn, that's a good question. 
Uh, stepping out by faith every day and doing what you got to do to make sure your shit is done. That's overcoming it. Don't worry about other people. Come on. Worry about yourself. And everything will come true in your life. Like, I, I really believe in that. Write it down, look at it, and believe that you can do it. And stop worrying about outsiders. Like, worry about yourself. You'll get anywhere yeah. you want. So that's how I would overcome it, I would say. That's fire. Miss Miss Erica May. Miss Erica May. One, not one, seriously, from the bottom of my heart. I, I really appreciate this because... You're somebody I've always peeped from afar. Like this girl has it. Like she has everything that I I am as a person. I I kind of connect with that. Like the love, the real service, the vibe for people, just the natural draw for life that you have is really inspirational to me. So when I see Erica eats, it kind of gets me going and encourages me and brings me energy in my day. So now. Thank you so much for gracing the stage of the Mind Believe podcast. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And keep it up, bro. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mind Believe podcast. Thank you so much for our guest at Erica Eats underscore on Instagram. Go check out her cooking page. Also, follow the socials Mind Believe podcast on IG, Mind Believe pod on Twitter, King No underscore on IG. Thank you so much. Please, if you found value in this content, do me one favor, rate and review this podcast. It means a lot for me and the algorithm and it boosts us up for more eyes and ears to see what we're building here. So for me to you, thank you so much. Till the next one. Peace and love. Hey, Genix, you going off.